We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's like Yamamoto's situation. We're very involved in that, and I think people would be shocked if they found out how much money that we put on the table for them, but really came down to... um, and even though there's a lot of regard for our organization, playing in the city, how we support the club, I mean, the atmosphere at the ballpark is second to none, but he wanted to go to the Dodgers. That was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that it had as much to do with the presentation of other things that happened in his earlier in his life where he was more of a Dodger fan. Dave Dombrowski this morning with DeCamerici talking about Yamamoto, who uh, we wanted on this show, and I think most here in Philadelphia wanted Yamamoto to be here. But you know what that tells me? Although the Phillies were quiet, they tried to be a little tried, louder. Yeah, they were trying to make a move, and he just didn't want to be here. I can understand that. You know, Yamamoto wanted to go out on the West Coast and be out there, you know, easier to get home. Most, most Japanese most, yeah, players. Not yeah. all, but most, you know, tend yeah, to stay on yeah, the West Coast. Yeah. So, I mean, but it, there is a conscious effort. I think, to, to acquire more pitching. That, that came through in the interview. We're going to replay the whole thing later in the show today. But, yeah, it came what, – what I heard this morning is Dombrowski seems very comfortable with the offense and position players he's got. You know, the Rojas thing, Marsh growing, and, and Boehm, and, and Stott, and all that. And, obviously, Turner and, and Harper, and hopefully Castellanos playing at a high level. But the pitching, it seemed to me like he tried. He's tried to get other pitchers. It just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. They didn't want to be here. They got outbid, whatever. And I look at it and I say, just in total, this has been too quiet of an offseason. I needed more. Yes, Nola coming back, great. But I think they needed more. 215-592-9494. Have the Phillies been too quiet this offseason? Yes or no? And let's, uh, let's go to the phones here. And then I have the projected standings. This is that time of year where all the uh, different projection systems will put out their, like, their guesses right, for what the season will be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you what the Phillies' projected record is by one side coming up in a couple minutes. Chris! In Newark. Hey, Chris. Chris. Oh, you guys really sparked me up this morning when I turned on the radio and heard you talking about the Phillies. You ready, Chris? We're a week away from spring training here. I'm ready. The Sixers and the Phillies are the team that I have an emotional attachment to, and I'm, like many people, are really hurting now over the Sixers. But, man, baseball's coming. And I, I think, Joe, you nailed it. They tried, and, you know, they were willing, but it just didn't work out. Even with, even with Burns, they didn't have the – the, the major league ready prospects that they were willing to give up, those guys are already playing on the Phillies. You know, yeah. they did like like Baltimore did. You know, so um, here's what I want to see from the Phillies. Um, baseball to me is a day to day game. I'm I'm up and down with every game, right? I want to see them play 600 ball the entire season. You know, push 95, 100 wins, and then I'll take my chances. You know, uh, as a one or two seed. You know, you know what happens in the playoffs, but I I, I want to. I want to roll the whole season. I want to. I want to. I don't want to be, you know, grumpy in, in April and May. You know, I, I want. I want to get off to a huge start like they did, let's say in '93. You know, Chris, I agree. And and the crazy part is the last two years when June hit, they've done that right from June, July, right. August, September, two years in a row, and then into October. Obviously, they've played the kind of baseball that I think. You, we all think they're capable of. You're saying you want to see all year. For whatever reason, Hugh, in April and May, two years in a row, they've stunk. And then all of a sudden they figure it out. Th- that, if they just could find a way to, to fix that, Chris, it changes the entire outlook of the season. 
Right. And let's talk about Rojas for, Rojas for a second. This guy is, as, as we know, and, and Girardi identified that in his first big league camp. He, is all, he was then already an elite major league center fielder. But I just think, you know, he, he totally had a clue during the season. Yeah, he got lost in the playoffs, but he, he, he had a clue during the season. And he's, by all accounts, he's worked his butt off, you know, in the offseason. I think, you know, this, this, this cat could be, you know, a big star, a big star. If he can hit, and I think he will, um, with, his, with his athletic ability, I mean, he's, he's gonna, he might go down as, as the best center fielder in Philadelphia history. And, I, and I'm itching to make him my favorite Phil. So I th- here's what I'll say about him, Chris. If he can hit at, at just an okay level, his defense – What do you consider okay, though? Okay. He has to be able to – I mean, there's different ways to look at it. If he can hit 260 and keep his OPS above 700, yeah, like just be average. Yeah, average. Like 250. Average. Yeah. Chris, if, if his defense – the first time I watched him last year, and I saw a little bit in spring training. You mentioned the Girardi thing a few years ago. The first thing I said was he it's, – it's rare. Like you, you think about – Jim Edmonds, Andrew Jones, I and mean, we could go through the names over the years. He's the, in that category. That was the first thought I had. It's just a matter of can he hit enough. Yeah, he didn't hit in the postseason, but he did win us a game. Remember the wall, the ball he caught at the at the angle of the day after the Attaboy Harper Yeah, the game? Braves, the, the game four against the Braves. Yeah, when we all right, held our yeah. breath when Acuna we, hit it. We yeah. lose that game. Yeah, we lose that game regardless of Harper's home runs. We lose that game, and we're down, or, or we have to go back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, if, if not for that catch. So he won us a game in the postseason. Well, he, that was an amazing – yeah, and he's made a lot of those great plays. And Chris, we appreciate the phone call. All right, so the, the Rojas thing is, is really interesting because he, his defense is so good. So good. That if he just hits enough, they're going to be okay. Now, the other part of that is got to get offense from everybody else, right? If everybody yeah. else is hitting, then you can carry the ninth hitter and, you know – It wouldn't be that big of a yeah. deal. It's just unfortunate for us. There were spurts. Like I said, there was a month where we had like a whole power outage, especially with, with, with Bryce Harper. And then in the playoffs, we just the bats were just super cold, and that's the thing that you have to try to we, we got to try to fix that. And I think that with more timing and, and more people being in in their groove and being comfortable in the spots that they, that they're in, that'll help give you that. Yeah, I, my concern right now is that there's no hedge, right? Like, if what if Rojas doesn't hit? Like you said they can make a trade at some point, but yeah. no one's going to make a trade with them in April or May. That's like July. Yeah. So this it's almost like we're throwing this kid in, and and Christopher Sanchez to an extent, Kirk, and we're throwing them into the deep end of the pool and saying, "Swim, kid." That's but a- you got to know, like I, I would think that with the with the uh, postseason that Rojas had last year, and knowing how much of a liability liability he was down the stretch. That had to be something that that you had to focus on, mm-hmm. or they had to tell you that you needed to focus on. Hey, everything else is fine, but we need to get you at least to a two fifty hitter at at this point next year. And and going into it, if he's hitting better in in, in uh, spring training, then hopefully the the idea is that you'll get more confidence and gain more momentum. And as the season progresses, you'll be a better hitter. So by the time we come, we get in the playoffs in the postseason. Hopefully you'll be where somewhere close to a 300 hitter at that point. Well, if he's just decent, I think he'll catch the ball enough to make it worth it. It's a matter of if he's decent. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Were the Phillies too quiet this offseason? I think they were. All right, let's um let's hit this standings thing here. Okay, so here we're at the point of the you know pre spring training part of the schedule where all these sites will put out their projected standings. Right, they'll look at all the rosters and they'll say, let's, let's pr- play this thing out. What do we think each team's going to finish? Hugh, I looked yesterday, uh, Baseball Prospectus put out their projected standings for every team. Mm-hmm. NL East, you will not be surprised that the Braves are projected to win the division. They've got the Braves at 100 wins. 
Okay, probably not super surprising. They have the Phillies at second place at 85 wins. 85. So 15 games behind the Atlanta Braves. And this is the part that struck me. Only two games up on the Mets. So they have the Phillies at, at uh, 85. They have the Braves at 100. The Mets at 83. 85 is not because last the, year we were at like 90, we're at 90, 90 something, yeah. So it was uh, what was it, 87 two years ago when they got to the World Series? Yeah, 87 and 90, 90 last year. And the projection now is at 85. Now, for the record, I think that's a little low. I think the Phillies are better than 85. Yeah, I do too. But the, the, the assertion is there's a 15 game gap between the Phillies and Braves. Kyle, that's the part that strikes me and why I think they are a bit too quiet. I want to close the gap on the Braves. Right. I, like I said, I can't keep going into the postseason saying like, oh, we'll go in as a wild card and, and go beat the Braves who finished 15 games ahead of us in the regular season. The more games you play against a team that's, you know, supposed to be better than you, the better team is going to end up coming out on top. Like we not, can't. Not yet. Well, not yet. But I, right. I know but, what you're talking but, about the law of averages. But yeah, law of averages means yeah. that we're due. We're due to get beat by the Braves in the postseason if we have to play another five. You know, what if it's a seven game series against the Braves? I don't like our chances. I, I like our chances even less then. So yeah, I, I think that it serves the Phillies best to go win the division this year. I'm I'm tired of doing the whole come up as a wild card thing. That's going to bite us one one of these days. So to put it in perspective, uh, the Phil. I just pulled up the. Um, I just pulled up the. MLB odds over at FanDuel. Division division odds, so who's going to win each division? Among teams that are second, right? So the Yankees are first, Orioles are second. Just to give you a little perspective, different divisions. Twins, Tigers, whatever, right? The Phillies have the second longest odds to win their division of any team that's second in the odds. The Braves, to win the NL East, are minus 300. Phillies, plus 350. Plus 350 is a pretty big long shot. I mean, what, what is that like in NFL terms? Like an, an eight-point underdog, nine-point underdog in a game? Like, that's it's pretty big. I, I, Hugh, I just – I would love to go into a season and say they can win the division. And right now, do we feel that? No, I don't think they can. No, I don't think I they don't can think, either. But I think they could be close. And I like what they've been able to do for whatever reason, even though on paper the Braves are the better team. The last couple of years, the Phillies have had their number. Head-to-head. Yeah. But the other games, like in the other the, – During the regular season, yeah, just a little yeah. – The Braves dominate teams, and the Phillies more choppy during yeah, the Yeah, but I guess it's because I, – I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the Braves have bunghole-itis during the course of oh, the – Oh, I think uh, they do. Yeah, the they're a little, little tight in the playoffs, especially with somebody who's had your number over the last couple of years. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, though. You want to go into this season or you want to go into the, to, the, to the playoffs knowing that, you know, you, you're the number one seed and they have to come here first for the most part. But I think it served you well, the underdog, the underdog role here in Philly. It served, it served us pretty good. It has. It, it's just, it's an uphill climb every single year, yeah. and it just makes it more challenging. Joe's in the Northeast. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing, uh, Joe? You? Good morning, Joe. Um, you know, um, the, the Phil's, um, it's, it, it's like a, 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 in a horse race. If you have the best horses, you have the best chance of winning. So although the Braves have all this stack lineup, they have the predictable for 100 wins. But if our horses are stronger than their horses, I'm talking about the pitching, mm-hmm. we're going to win again. Uh, you know, we had Wheeler and we had Nola, and that was better than their Freed and and their um, Spencer Strider. And that's why if um, uh, Snell's out there, you go out and get Snell. Because Montgomery is probably going to go back to the Rangers. You know, um <clears throat> Um, Mike Maddox is, is the best pitching coach in, in baseball. And he had uh, Montgomery with the Cardinals. 
and then he was probably influential in bringing him to Texas. So he's probably out seeing uh, if he can get some, you know, the best money he mm-hmm. can get and get an offer. And 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 if not, they can't match Texas. You know, he's going to go back to yeah. Texas. But the Snell, so, Joe, the Snell idea is a good. I mean, Snell has almost been lost in the shuffle. People forget he's still out there. I mean, he he's right. a two-time Cy Young winner who won the Cy Young last year, and he's just sitting out there. And he would have took Tampa Bay. Uh, possibly uh, further on uh, that one year where they took him out after uh, the six or seven. Oh uh, yeah, the World Series game. Yeah, night. yeah. And you know he has a thing now with the. Uh, he's remember he hit he hit Harper and they're 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 good buddies. You know, mm-hmm. um, in reference to the um, the lineup too. Um, you know, the Phillies need to give uh, uh, Winston Wilson and there's a kid I mentioned to to you last year. Uh, Carlos De La Cruz. Yeah, he was at Reading uh, last year, right? He's Reading, right? Yeah. yeah, he's he's got big power. I watched his numbers during the course of the year. <clears throat> at one time, he was he was hitting home runs and he was hitting around two ninety. Well, he finished with like twenty one homers and hitting close to two sixty. So he's a he's a below average outfielder, but he also plays first base. So uh, you know they could make a move where. If, if you put Bryce in left, that's what Ruben Amaro likes Bryce Harper to play left field, not to have as much stress on his arm. So if he has to go to the outfield, let Castellano stay in right and put Harper in left. And like I said, see how they give these kids a shot, uh, give them enough play, uh, playing time in the spring. That's that's Wilson because Wilson hit over 30 home runs down there, and he has versatility where you can play the outfield, third base, first base. Yeah, and, and they and they liked him enough that he was around, you know, in the beginning of the playoff time, Joe. It's a, Joe, it's a good phone call there. As far as the Bryce thing goes, I mean, I think Bryce, they made it pretty clear he's going to be their first baseman now. Moving forward, he's yeah, the that's first his, baseman. Yeah, that's, that's what he's going to do. They're not moving that guy. And I think Bryce will be a good first baseman. And we, I mean, you, you mentioned this a lot, that he looked – He looked fit, real comfortable. And he didn't even that, know what he was doing. Yeah, kind of. he looked – and so I'm yeah. thinking a little bit more time there because he had like, like 20, 20, 30 starts there, something like that. Um. Probably. So what was his last start? His first start there was in late July, right? He was in Cleveland, and he fell into the camera well, and everyone held their breath that night, that yeah. Friday night in Cleveland. And then, yeah, I, I don't know, off the top of my head, maybe 35 starts at first base. I mean, he, did, he played there in the playoffs, so that kind of added up. In the regular season, yeah, I think he'll be a good first baseman. Bryce is the least of my concerns for this year. The elbow's fine. It's a year removed from the surgery. He'll be good at first base. I think Bryce Harper could have an MVP kind of offensive season. I can season. see that. Definitely can see that. Yeah, when you kind of line up the things you're sure of with the Phillies, like I'm sure on Wheeler, I'm sure on Bryce. Like I, There's a lot I, I know what I'm getting. It's the young guys. And I just – if we were at the point of the of the offseason where there was nothing left, I don't know, I guess I would shrug my shoulders. Like, what are they going to do? This is the team. There's still stuff out there. Montgomery's out there. Snell's out there. Cody Bellinger's out there. Let's talk to Jeff in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? Hey, Jeff. <clears throat> Run it back. You and good with it, this? Run it all yeah. back? Well, yeah. Well, I would like to add another starting pitcher. I don't think anybody, anybody that's a Philly fan wouldn't want more starting pitching. Mm. But you got we're, we're, like Kyle said, if we're worried about our number nine hitter, <clears throat> you know, helping the team out, then we got bigger fish to fry. So last year Harper was hurt half the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Turner didn't get started till two thirds of the way through the season, and. I'm. I feel very confident that those guys are going to bounce back. I also feel confident with another year under their belt with uh, Bohm and uh, Stott. And I'm going to make. Uh, I don't usually do predictions, but I'm going to say they're going to win 94 games. <clears throat> and I'm also going to say 
that Rojas is going to hit 240, and we're not even going to know it because the other guys are going to carry the weight like they should be doing. So the biggest thing was getting you know Aaron Nola signed this year. That was their biggest move. Yeah, and Dabrowski said this morning they needed to, you know once Nola hit free agency, their big priority yeah. was they needed to get a pitcher. Obviously, he was the guy they just brought him back. But yeah, yeah but- that was number one. And Jeff, I. I wouldn't rule out 94. I think that's kind of the ceiling. Like, they could get to the yeah, low 90s. It's, it's yeah, higher end. Yeah. I'm just basing it on how they've started in the last two years and then how they finished the second half of the season. They were Both years, the last year and the year before, they were like the best team in baseball record-wise mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. So you, you stop playing 500 ball and get up above you know 550 to 600 ball in the beginning of the year, you're going to get that 94-95 win. They could. Yeah, and, I, you know, we're going to hear from um, – Rob Thompson when they get to spring training. Jeff, we appreciate it. I'm sure Rob Thompson, Hugh's going to talk when they get to spring training. He's, I'm sure he's there already. But when everyone gets there, people will ask him, do you have a different plan for spring training this year? Something different, like to avoid the slow starts. I, I don't know what it is. Like two years in a row, it, it's not just poor the first couple of months. It's really poor. And then all of a sudden June comes and it's like the light switch goes on for this team. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm – that upset about the slow start because I, I would rather have the momentum towards the end of the year. I agree with that. As as opposed to the beginning because a perfect example of that is the Mets that year that they started off red hot. They were white hot and they just... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's kind of fell off towards the end. So I'm okay with a slow start, just not as the, a slow start as the one that we had last year. Can I, yeah, but here's what I don't want. And I, I agree with your point. I'd rather be hot at the end. The division has been over on June 1st, two years in a row. Yeah, they're, they're, it's been a little tight. Little now, they tight. still made the playoffs, and we know they went on a run, but I I would love to wake up on June 1st this year and say, yeah, they're two games behind the Braves, three behind the Braves. Like, they're within striking distance. If it's 10, they're not catching the Braves down 10. I think it was like about 10 last year when June started. So, yeah, even though they got really hot, I mean, how many games How many games did they finished behind the Braves last year? Probably around 10. Uh, yeah, I thought it was more than that. Maybe like it was. 14, maybe? Did the Braves win 104? But it wasn't close. It wasn't like – there was no point, even when the Phillies got super red hot, that really was like, yeah, they could catch the Braves. That that just never felt like a thing because of the slow starts. And they, I think they need more to avoid that. I was right on. It was 14. Braves won 104. 104. We won so they, yeah, they finished – and that's with the Phillies playing – incredible from June on. That just shows it's it's hard. If you if you bury yourself in a 10-game hole to come back, it's it happens very rarely. Chris in Middletown. Hey, Chris. Morning, fellas. Morning, Chris. What's up, Chris? Hugh, how we doing today, Hugh? We're great, Chris. How you doing today? I feel like you got to be, be ecstatic, bro. We are a week away, man. Big big time coming next week. Huh? You know what? You know what, Chris? I didn't know where we were going with this. I thought I was about to be attacked. Like, real quick. But I, I guess, yeah, He's you're talking idiot. about spring, spring training. Yeah, I'm excited. Spring training? No, I, th- I was talking about your favorite day, Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, oh no, I thought we were talking about baseball. No, Valentine's oh. Day is an over, overhyped holiday that needs to just go away. Is that going to be your PSA on, on Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, just go away. Yeah, just you're go away. Kind of soft launching that take out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, See how, hey, that, how that dog hunts. <laughs> J- Joe? Joe? Chris? Got to talk to you, Joe. What do we got? Joe, you and Kyle. See that man that was just talking? 
Mm-hmm. That man, that man, he was a fraud. You know what he posted on Twitter? What he did? He was asking where he could make re- Valentine's Day reservations. Yeah, to hang out. I was hang- yeah. like to hang out with the single people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like I'm not the only like I'm not the only one that's not celebrating Valentine's Day, but I still have to, you know, deal with the day. I mean, the restaurants do yeah. put out the good off good offers. Like at the three course menu, you, if you want dessert and the appetizer here, you can yeah, make a reservation. Yeah, get some apps or something, man. Guys, if you want some past Valentine's Day and talk about how he's gonna be playing video games and he ain't gonna go for overpriced meals, and then he's I'm on d- Twitter and he's trying to look for a spot. Even though I, did. I don't know you. Yesterday I did get a a, a, a roof, Chris. No, wait a minute. Uh, Ruth Chris? Capital the, Grill. No, Capital, Capital Grill. Grill. I, got a, I got a gift certificate. Oh, go there. Yeah. Make your reservation. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Gift certificate Capital Grill. Get a good like, meal with that. Damn good meal. Eating good in the neighborhood. Chris, what are you thinking of the Phils? Did they, were they too quiet here? Uh, no, guys, I, I think they're right where they need to be. I'm very happy with it. Um, I, I listened to the uh, associate, associate general manager that was on in the morning show. Um, and he had some, he had some good things to say. Um, but you know, I, why can't, I thought that they pumped it up like the real general manager was going to come on and then I didn't hear Bryce talking. So, you know, got to go back to caller. I love, he's like, Hey, maybe Bryce will go to the outfield. No, the GM Bryce is he's playing first base and he's playing first base. All right. Yeah. I'd be um, very surprised if he ever, we ever see him in the outfield again, you know, and maybe it was something weird happened once in a while, but like, ever, like full time, he's a first baseman now. Yeah. And then on top of that. Um, you guys mentioned it, but boy, you know, we know his boy Snell is still out there. Mm-hmm. That is the one piece that I'd like them to see. We need to get starting pitching because we thought we were loaded with that at the beginning of the year, and then injuries will happen and things are going to happen. And starting pitching, you need the depth. I do like the bullpen. I like the breakdown of it so far, so I'm really happy there. Um, I agree with Jeff um, that, listen, if our biggest problem is our nine-hole hitter and that's what we're complaining about, then, man, I think we're in good shape. I think Rojas can develop. Uh, Joe, you may like this. I kind of would like them to grab maybe a right-handed bat, um, you know, to have have available. But I'm really, really happy about the direction of this. And, guys, I got to tell you a few things. Um, I got a take here for you. Oh, let's hear it. Dude, we're winning this division. I don't care. The 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 cowards in Atlanta, I'm not I'm not scared of those people. They're not brave. They're cowards. They choke up. Dude, we are winning this division. And the Phillies fans need to accept it. Right? We are winning it. Bryce will be MVP again. And here's the other thing, guys. Joe, you talked about oh well we got behind eight ball last year. Mm-hmm. Well that's because Bryce was coming off surgery. He and so, like, well, so it was a couple things. So Bryce coming off surgery, we didn't see him till May. And and right. we could all be real about it. I mean, Trey Turner didn't show up to play to August. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Correct. Now, Mr. Turner, we <laughs> address Mr. Jack Fritz. Um, we're not giving him another standing O. So, and I'm not waiting till August. Like, this guy better show no. up to start the season. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need the Trey Turner from the Baseball World Classic. You know, we need that guy to, to show up. Hot day one. We'll cheer you because we're going to give you that standing day on day one because we're going to carry a little bit at it over, but, but, but keep it hot. So, now, guys, I really think we're great, man. I really like where we're sitting. Um, I want, you know, I think we're going to bring some of the young arms along. I, I do like using Sanchez and counting on him. I think we can. Um, you know, the young kid that had the surgery, I think he'll come back a little bit later. Maybe there's another guy that they may move up. But, guys, I think we're in a great place because, you know, what's going to end up happening? We're coming back! Red Hawks 
Dover World Series champion Phillies. Now, we haven't had this in a while. Now, I, this is the first time I felt pumped up in a long time. What was it, six, seven weeks? I, mean, I guess we did it before the Eagles playoff game. It felt a little hollow then when we all knew that was we were kind of walking the plank. This is the first time anyone's gotten that fired up over anything in a while. Valentine's Day is fraudulent. Yeah? I just you still on that? Yeah, I'm still. It's, it's a fraudulent holiday. So you're not making any reservations right now? No. Nah, okay. No reservations. My phone is like the kids say, my phone is dry <laughs> right now. My phone is really dry. So you sound biased <laughs> against Valentine's Day because you don't have somebody no, to I'm celebrate saying, I'm, No, I wasn't. No, even if I did, I wasn't celebrating. Mm, sure. No, I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't celebrate. We'll I mean, keep, we'll I, I feel like this debate as we you'd go be forced on. to. I feel. Yeah, like. I, and you well, yeah. There is always, you know, a level of, you know, hey, it's valid. Like, compromise. You know, yep. Yeah, you got to compromise. But no, not like celebrating, like going out, like buying a bunch of mylar balloons and stuff like that. No. You're out on balloons, no, but the I'm, chocolates, the flowers, oh, the whole that, thing. No, I'm gonna get the discount chocolate on what? <laughs> Went Thursday. Just Some wait a day. Discount. Yeah, just we get that discount chocolate. All right, 215-592-9494. We'll keep the Phillies discussion coming on the phones here. Has the offseason been too quiet? At 12 o'clock, Dave Dombrowski will replay the full interview with DeCam Rich this morning. And on the other side, we'll toss the Eagles in after the break. Debo Samuel, yeah, he's yapping again, on the rivalry with the Eagles, what he said, what we think about it, and we'll throw you a big picture Eagles question on the other side that really, I think, is going to determine the NFC for a long time. 215-592-9490 for Midday Show. Sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.